Canada curious? This is the Yes We Canada podcast, the progressive's guide to getting the fuck out. On this episode, the center of the universe, Ontario! Hi, I'm Matt Zimbel in Montreal. And I'm Mio Edelman in Toronto, Ontario. We're getting to that. <laughs> getting to what? I'm here already. We're getting to Ontario. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm probably not as excited as our announcer Lisa was when she uh, said Ontario. Uh, but today we continue our efforts to help you ace your citizenship test and find a cool place to live in Canada once you're accepted as an immigrant or a political refugee. Now, given how much gun violence has been taking place in the U.S. in the last few months, I think there should be a new question on the Canadian immigration qualifying test. And what would that question be, Matt? Yes or no. Have you recently been forced to flee a psychotic white man <laughs> armed with an AR-15? You know, I really shouldn't laugh about this because, you know, that there are people dying. But in the last 106 days, mass shootings in the United States, uh, 147. Unbelievable. Mass shootings in Ontario in the past 106 days? Zilch. Zero. It's not always like that, but it's truly a sad statement that we have to entice you to Canada with the fact that our psychotic white men have a much harder time getting AR-15s. So, Americans, you can start packing in America or you can start packing for Canada. <laughs> the choice is yours. If you choose Canada, may we introduce you to Ontario. Give us place to stay. Good things grow in Ontario. in Ontario. You know, we have a national anthem, but you could say that that is the provincial anthem of Ontario. You know what I love about these songs is is they're all written by committee. Do you know Are they I mean? really? you got to put something in for the French people. <laughs> oh. That, oh, oh, could you put something in for the indigenous? Those for the farmers. Good things grow that's in Ontario. Right. The, far, the right. farm lobby was all over that one. The veggie lobby. <laughs> Do you know, actually, I was once pitched the story by the asparagus lobby. So you were writing for the asparagus people? Yes. I No, no lie, the Ontario asparagus lobby. That's called Big Asparagus, right? I was not. I was not under the control of the asparagus lobby. I was just sharing. <laughs> they were able to influence the recording of the song. They were not able to influence Mio Edelman because I cannot be bought with asparagus. Yeah, you could be bought by broccoli, though. <laughs> Big broccoli. <laughs> Do you remember when George Bush Sr. said he didn't like broccoli and they went crazy in the U.S.? I don't remember that. No. Senior? Oh, my God. Oh. That, was, that, was a, that was a vegetable moment. Okay, so Ontario has this theme song, and if you've heard the theme song as we just played, uh, maybe we should play just like another little clip of the theme song right now. <laughs> Because I, 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 everybody knows this theme song, uh -huh. uh, and I'm pretty sure that that theme song uh, is the leading cause of mass shootings in Ontario when they do occur. Yes. So, Ontario, it's mm. right in the middle of the country. It's the most populated province in Canada with 13.4 million people, which is 38% of Canada's total population. It's the fourth largest province or territory in terms of land mass. 
It's Canada's industrial heartland. Lots of manufacturing, lots of sexy banking, <laughs> home of the only Canadian basketball franchise, the NBA champion Raptors. Um, are you not going to mention the Maple Leafs hockey team, the second highest grossing hockey team in the NHL? No. Oh, okay. Uh, well, most importantly, Ontario is where you will find Toronto. And here's a question that will certainly be on the test, but be careful because it is a trick question. What Canadian city do all Canadians love to hate? What Canadian city do all Canadians love to hate? Boston, Pittsburgh, Toronto. I, I feel like this is a trick question because only one of those <laughs> cities are Canadian. So I'm, I'm going to go with C, Toronto. Excellent, Mio. You nailed it again. So Toronto is an indigenous word meaning dull. It's in the province of It's in the province of Ontario which is an indigenous word meaning dollar. <laughs> Toronto is Canada's largest city with a population of roughly 4 million if you count the outer lying boroughs of Scarborough which in the native language means east of Dull and Etobicoke which in the native language uh, means west of Dull. In the 1960s, people in Toronto would make the two-hour drive to Buffalo, New York, a city that at the time was half the size of Toronto, for what they called a night in the big city. But since the 1960s, things in Toronto have improved. The population is growing, and there are less Torontonians. Okay, sorry, sorry. What, what do you mean? Uh, this also seems like a trick question. Simply put, fewer wasps, more ethnics, much more interesting. Oh, the poor wasps. The only ethno-religious group you can just toss overboard with no fear mm -hmm. of cancel culture retribution. <laughs> I feel so bad. Sorry. Historically, wasps <laughs> have indeed been a rather dull people, mm -hmm. a rather dull people, <laughs> and I believe they would consider that a point of pride, actually. The writer David Brooks said that wasps can be identified in the wild by their good posture, genteel manners, personal hygiene, pointless discipline, <laughs> and their ability to sit still for long periods of time. Any special skills? Yes, actually, I'm quite good at sitting still for long periods of time, tickety-boo. Originally, the W in WASP stood for wealthy. So we're talking about the establishment. And in Rosedale, Toronto, my friends, that really is the definition of dull. <laughs> but that's not why the rest of the country so despises Toronto. When you move to Canada, you will soon learn new and exciting words like Toronto-centric, and hear phrases when people dismiss the city like, ah, Toronto, the center of the universe. I prefer welcome to the dollhouse myself. <laughs> I'd never heard that. <laughs> no, I, I just made that up. Did you really? That's good. <laughs> yeah, hey, thank that's you. That's t-shirt good, man. <laughs> we need some merchandising on the show. We also need some new nicknames because Toronto is nicknamed T.O., 
or the big smoke, supposedly because it creates a great deal of smoke but never produces fire. Back to the dull uh, metaphor. Mm-hmm. It used to be called Hogtown because there were a lot of stockyards. More recently, it's been known as the Six because Drake, a rapper, a native of Toronto, decided to call it that. <laughs> That's not why. That's ridiculous. No, it's because no, but the Six. No, but the Six comes from the area code four one six. It wasn't some like abstract decision. Yeah, but anyway, look, just to, just for Drake and ridiculous, like Drake is such a, a force in Toronto. Do you know that he's got like a a big? I think it's a seven thirty seven jet that somebody just gave to him. Oh, they, oh, no, 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 no. It's branded. It, it's a branded jet. It's not, he doesn't keep it in his backyard. Or no? Okay. Like Cause I heard it's his in, backyard is he, big enough. No, he keeps it in Hamilton. Oh, in Hamilton. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, and I didn't know this because I, I, maybe I was wrong. I thought the six came from the 416, but I think it's called the six because the city has six surrounding cities right. or suburbs mm-hmm. or hamlets. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a hamlet, but depending on your perspective. So Toronto often refers to itself as world class, mm-hmm. which of course, if you're a truly world class city, you would never do that. But Toronto has its envious eyes <laughs> firmly planted on New York City. In fact, there's a joke on this very subject. It's more of a teaching joke than a, you know, a ha 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 joke. Thank you for moderating our listeners' humor expectations, Mio. Hey, I'm here to manage your expectations. <laughs> okay, here's the joke. How many Torontonians does it take to change a light bulb? And the answer is, I don't know. How many New Yorkers does it take? Ooh, that's not, that's a, a sick burn. That's not a joke. Hurtful, huh? Yeah, it is hurtful. Do you feel the pain? I think it's like when <laughs> Montreal used to look at Paris. <laughs> and go, what do they do in Paris? <laughs> Everything in Paris was cool, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now there's well, so many people co- moving from Paris to Montreal that it's kind of changed. People think that Toronto is Toronto-centric, or rather that the country is Toronto-centric, because most of the Anglophone national media is headquartered here. It's only natural, then, that the Toronto POV might dominate the national media agenda, which, of course, drives everyone living outside of Toronto Batshit crazy, like just That's nuts. That's so true. In the late 1950s, the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, which we call the Mother Corp up here, which is kind of like your national public radio, but way better, the CBC hired a senior manager from the BBC in London. And at the time, the CBC was located in an old schoolhouse on Jarvis Street, which was once a very classy street full of elegant, stately homes. But by the 1950s, the street had fallen upon hard times, and the mansions had mostly been transformed into rooming houses for sex trade workers. The BBC executive took a room on Jarvis Street, and his assistant was aghast. Sir, Jarvis Street is not a very distinguished address. Young man, Toronto. It's not a very distinguished address. <laughs> now, this will not be on the test. But Toronto is known for being exceptionally clean. So clean, in fact, that when Toronto doubles for New York, as it often does in film and television, the props department has to import garbage from New York. And how would you like your garbage served this evening? Um, imported. Stand by in the dumpster. Three, two, one, go! <laughs> We never have this much fun in Ontario. (laughs) So (laughs) Toronto has become a good city to live in, except the real estate is out of control, like crazy out of control. When people list their homes here, 
they regularly sell in a bidding war for way over their asking price with zero conditions. Inspection? What's that? Financing? Huh? Places sell in minutes, not weeks, and municipal taxes are low compared to many U.S. cities. But housing is really expensive. And just so you know, if it's a new housing or massively renovated, you also have to pay a 13% service tax. Though there's some rebates if the home is worth less than 450000 which in Toronto buys you a porta potty with a crappy view. A crappy view. God, who writes this shit? Huh? What am I, a fucking realty <laughs> magazine? <laughs> You'd be good at that. <laughs> Get me simple. Simple. I'm not selling houses here. I'm not selling asparagus either. <laughs> you have standards. Coming through so late in the season, too. <laughs> Before you buy a home in Canada, you'll need to know a few things. In the U.S., your mortgage interest is tax deductible. Not so in Canada. But here, Medicare is free, and there are fewer mass shootings, so you'll likely enjoy your home longer. (laughs) Housing in Toronto is still a challenge, but there are options. Hamilton, a steel town just like Pittsburgh, is a 40-minute drive southwest of Toronto, and it's kind of becoming Toronto's Brooklyn. Go have a look down there and tell them I sent you. Okay. Hamilton, the only city in the world I ever got mugged in. Seriously? I got, Are you being yeah, serious? I got mugged in a park. I got beat up at a folk festival. Who gets beat up at a folk festival? The only place you could get beat up at a folk it would be in Hamilton. They beat you up because you were at a folk festival. <laughs> I was walking through the crowd. I was playing at this folk festival and these four guys came up and they fucking took me out. Nothing like a good mugging to help you decide where to live, I always say. Now, to understand Toronto, you have to know a little bit about Ontario. You just groaned, didn't you? Look, we've told you this before. We respect that as an American, you're only interested in yourself. But our interest is to make sure that you don't waste the money you spent on this podcast. Whoa, 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 whoa. They spent money on this podcast? No, they didn't. We're a public service. So I'm not paying you for no podcast. (laughs) Focus, please. This next part is free and it's very important. Okay. In Canada, we have 10 provinces. Now, think about the difference between states and provinces. If you're stately, it means you're elegant, distinguished, imperial even. If you're provincial, you're local, unsophisticated, as y'all say in the states, goddamn hick. Well, that doesn't apply in Canada. You see, in our country, provinces have much more autonomy than the states do in the U.S. Healthcare, education, taxes, marriage, property, and... Most civil rights are all the domain of the provinces, not the federal government. The feds give the money to the provinces to provide these services, but the provinces control the rest. And every year or so, the powerful provincial premiers allow the courageous and brave prime minister to host a federal provincial conference where all the premiers gang up on the prime minister and beat the living crap out of him or her. And then the PM, the prime minister, emerges from the meeting and scrums the press. It was a frank and uh, earnest dialogue, and if you'll excuse me, I'm en route to the ICU to deal with these lacerations. Uh, C'est une conversation très, très animée. Merci tout le monde. Uh, Je suis en route au hôpital. (laughs) Now that you understand what a province is, let's get back to Toronto. This has to be about Toronto because we're talking about Ontario. Though Toronto is the largest city in Canada, and the fourth largest city in North America, it's always been considered very provincial. It is the seat of the Ontario government. From 1943 until 1985, the Progressive Conservative Party ruled Ontario 
without interruption. The government was called the Big Blue Machine, which from this historical perspective makes you wonder if pot or maybe even acid was legal in Ontario in the 1940s. The leaders of these so-called progressive conservatives were dull, yes, white males, much more conservative than progressive. In 2013, Kathleen Wynne became the premier of Ontario. Cool, huh? A woman. It gets even cooler. She was a gay woman. First openly gay person ever elected to a premiership in Canada. Maybe those Ontario voters are not as provincial as they once seemed. I don't think you'll be asked about the sexual orientation of a former Canadian premier on the citizenship test, but just in case, let's do this practice question. What is the name of former Ontario premier Kathleen Wynne's husband? Bert? Herb? Jane. Hey, good work. I think you nailed it. (laughs) This is just going from bad to worse. Now, until very recently, you guys have never elected a gay governor. Mm -hmm. There was that Jim McGreevy dude in Jersey who was elected as a raving heterosexual and then came out while in office on the same day he resigned. But I think we can agree that doesn't count. Mm -hmm. And now you actually have your first openly gay governor. Do you know who? And in what state? Is this going to be, I mean, is this on the Canadian citizenship test? Strong possibility, Mio, because surveys have shown that Americans want the Canadian citizenship test to focus more on Americans. Completely understandable. It's the xenophobic exceptionalist way. Mm -hmm, That sounds like a t-shirt, too. (laughs) Before we do the big reveal of the only openly gay governor in the United States... I should mention that we're only discussing sexual preference in government leaders as a way of measuring their population's enlightenment, shedding some light on the locals, if you will. Frankly, we could care less what your governors do in their governor's mansions. We don't even care what our provincial premiers do in their premier's mansions because they don't have mansions. They don't even have official residences, let alone mansions. Although the premier of Quebec has what's called an official apartment. (laughs) As the first Prime Minister Trudeau, Pierre Elliott Trudeau, once said, the citizens have no place in the bedrooms of the government. No, 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 no. That's not what he said. He said the government government has no place in the bedrooms of the nation. It was close, Mio. Mm. Sometimes history just needs a little punch-up. You know what I mean? (laughs) Okay, Mio, let's do the gay governor reveal in the United States because it's a pretty historic thing. There's 50 states. There's never been a gay governor elected. And let's do it rolling. This just in, two years ago, Jared Polis was elected in Colorado. Mm. Jared Polis. Gay and Jewish, which is fine, but apparently he's also a gaming nerd, which frankly, I find really unsettling. Agreed. You'd think that a gay governor in Colorado would be a tough sell. I mean, I would have thought like New York or California... But when you think about it, you know, tiny little PEI, which we've talked about before on the show, which is known for being rather provincial, elected a gay premier in 2015. At least he wasn't Jewish. I'm just kidding. That's a joke. That's like just a Borscht Belt humor joke that I don't write. Yeah, I I know. But like, this is what I don't understand. Like, Colorado is a very progressive state. I mean, like, everyone Mm -hmm. knows this. Except me. They were one of the (laughs) first... Apparently, they were one of the first states to legalize pot way back in 2012. And now it's cha-ching, cha-ching, (laughs) cha-ching. I don't even know what that means. Lots of dope dough now going into state (laughs) coffers. (laughs) Coffers. 
Well, they actually had a problem with people coming across state lines to, to, to do what you, what you were just doing. Yeah, let's go to Colorado and get slammed. Now, why don't we go back to okay. Canada? Because this is the test that you're going to be taking. Uh, so as an actual Toronto resident, that's me, I think it's incumbent on me to say that Ontario is a lot more than Toronto. So true. Don't ask me why. <laughs> but there are some other things of note, okay? We share a seventh wonder of the world with you guys, Niagara Falls. Might even actually be funner on, on our side. We border on the world's largest lake system, the Great Lakes. We also have over 250,000 freshwater lakes in Ontario. So we're good for water, <laughs> in case you were worried about that. They weren't. <laughs> Ontario is also the home of the federal government, which is housed in the nation's capital, Ottawa. And now that's, I mean, that's really exciting, Matt. I can do better. <laughs> London, Ontario has more tattooed women in their 70s and 80s than any other place on earth. <laughs> fuck off, dude. What the it's fuck? It's true. It was that, is that in the Guinness Book of World no, Records? No, it's, it's from a survey I made. I was at another <laughs> festival down there and I never saw, <laughs> oh my God. no, no, I never saw that's so right. many uh, senior citizens with so much tattooage. <laughs> Were you? A, was it an Elvis festival? <laughs> no, it or was a, a world music festival. Okay, so there are a lot of Franco-Ontarians. Five percent of the Ontario population has French roots, which makes the place slightly more interesting. Sudbury is the cultural capital of the very vibrant Franco-Ontarian culture. Ontario also has a very rich Indigenous culture. Um, actually, let me rephrase that: uh, the Indigenous mm -hmm. culture had a very rich Ontario. Yeah. That's more mm -hmm. accurate. Oh, yeah. And mm -hmm. last time we had a war with y'all, it was in Ontario. Well, it wasn't really us that had the war as such. It was the British War of 1812. Yeah, they burned down your White House. International arsonism. Did you know that's a word? <laughs> Arse? Arsonism. This, it, sound, it sounds very, very, I don't know, close. You I was know what like, I, mean? I, I typed it in and I thought a word, word checker is going to be really upset. And was like, no, we're cool. <laughs> so your stable genius blamed Canada for burning down the White House, which is factually not true. We were at the time future Canadians, aspirational Canucks, but we weren't very neighborly, I'd say. Stable genius also spoke glowingly of how the American Revolutionary Army defended the airports in the 1770s. Our army manned the airports. It ran the ramparts. It took over the airports. It did everything it had to do. That makes no sense. Yeah, he said it and it makes no sense. But what's alarming to me is not how dumb he is. We already know that. But that someone in the White House allowed that speech to be uploaded to a teleprompter. Lord have mercy. That would never happen in Ontario. No, never. Not with Doug Ford in the premier's chair. Ford Nation. Well, all, all retail stores and big box stores, and I, I want to talk again for a second about big box stores. I'm going to come down on them like an 800-pound gorilla. Whoa, 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 Chris, hold the theme for a second. It's, it's a kind of a special show today because today Mio raps on season one. What? Congrats, Mio. <laughs> yeah, man, this is your. What? What? what that's, you didn't tell me this was going to happen until right. This is well. Crazy. This is great. I mean, look. The the good news is that uh, I'm so happy you agreed to do this with us. It's been such a pleasure to have you on board, and you've been renewed for season two. 
Did you know that? Oh, wow. That's your great. agent. I, I didn't know I sp- that. No, my agent hasn't called me. I spoke me to your agent about it. You've been renewed for season two, which starts in the fall. Well, let me say this, Matt. I have learned so much about uh, this country, and I'm pretty sure that if I were to take the Canadian citizens, I can't even say the fucking <laughs> word, but if I were to take the test, <laughs> I think I would pass it now. Uh, so thank you very much. I think that, you, well, it's a real pleasure. It's been really great having you on the show. And um, I, I, I think that probably what you've learned on the show of that amount, uh, probably 30% is actually accurate and true. I know, but if anybody ever asks me to recite a list of all of the gay heads of state in North America, (laughs) I'll be able to do that. And that's all thanks to you. Good to go. (laughs) Thank you so much, Mio. It's been just fantastic having you you with us on this adventure. Okay, Chris, let's roll the penultimate theme out. (laughs) 